That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dread Podcast Network presents... Hey y'all! Welcome to another GTS review, and it's just oh. the forty-ounce connoisseur and it's cat daddy and a fucking dying. Um, <laughs> we hit the play button, and we both looking at each other like that Diddy gift, where it's like, who, who going? Because usually, like, who throwing this in? We ain't saying nothing. We just press play, and we're like, oh shit, we didn't make a decision. You know, life just doing the thing. But um, yes, like Jazz said, this is a GTS review. And we are talking to y'all this go round about Casey Lemon's Eve Bayou. Actually, she directed it, Eve Bayou. Bayou. Um, that came out in 1997. And boy, this movie is a fucking ride. If you've never seen it and you have a Shutter account, um, it's actually streaming on there right now. Um, I'm hoping that it's um, still available. Whatever else, other people, because I, you know, you, yeah. you know, they only usually keep us. Yeah, I know that this episode comes out July 1st, I believe, which is next week. Yes, next week, sometime next week. So it's on there as we speak, but it came on there in June. So it might be one of those things where it's on there just for June. I'm going to tweet, hey, if you haven't seen Eve's Bayou, watch it. So if you all pay attention, I don't know what to tell you because I tried. I tried. I've been forcing Eve's Bayou Tales from the Hood, Blackula, Sugar Hill. I've been, I've been shoving them down y'all's throat. Okay, don't miss out. It's free. Because otherwise you're going to have to pay. And do I think you should pay? Yes. Yes. But if you, you know, if you not going to pay, at least check it out on Shutter real quick. Um, if it's still Well, if you got there. the free Shutter code. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If not, you definitely finna pay because, but it's a good $6. Like we're not on their payroll, but I feel like it is one of the, what, what is it? $6? I think it's $6. It's $6 if you buy it, I think. Oh, the movie? Yeah. Oh, I was talking about Shutter, but okay. Oh yeah, $7, Child, $6. Either way, like, that's a good, good $12 spent. Yes. I feel Ease like. Ease Bayou and Shutter. Yeah, get Shutter, but I think Ease Bayou is a great movie. Hell yeah. Yeah, pull up on Ease Bayou. Anyway. Sam Jackson is lace front. Yes, I saw that lace front when he when he moved him um that forehead. You can see that hairline. Ooh, I was like, that lace is invisible, but baby, I can see that line of demarcation. I'm crying. Um, because I just know wigs, okay? You know, it's okay. And I be leaning in real close when there are wigs. Period. 
Okay. Because somebody, the real thing is you don't want nobody to clock you. You listen, but wigs are very clockable. I feel like yeah, but sometimes if it's looking too wiggy, I feel like with the quality of this movie, his wig. I didn't know it was a wig as a child. As a grown up, I knew it was a wig. Upon these last recent watches, I was like, oh, there are scenes where we can see. Where you can kind of see the hairline but you know a little what? bit. Nineteen ninety-seven. It's pretty good for nineteen ninety-seven. It is because there are wigs in twenty twenty that do not look as crazy, good. Crazy, crazy, okay, crazy, crazy, okay. Crazy, crazy. Take a page from Casey Lemons. I'm uh, still because that wig is still laid pretty well. Absolutely. For comparison, like it's, it definitely it's, melted down. Yeah, they melted that wig to the scalp. Mm-hmm. They plucked the hairline a little they bit, did, so it actually. wasn't super thick. Like yeah. it looked like it, it looks natural. It looks like it could have grown out of his head if they didn't have those close up camera shots. Also, four K. Yeah, because he's moving his forehead and the you know around there is not moving like normal skin would. That's right. the only reason. It's not like oh you can see a they cast. Just need to Photoshop that. Yeah, it's they not like you can see the cast. It looks great. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's okay. This is important. Yes, we are watching. Uh, well, not we are watching, but we are reviewing. Is value and of course, granted, it was made in 1997, but however, it's set in the 60s, Louisiana, down south, bayou, swamp area. We're given southern gothic. Yes, there. I love this movie. This is a movie I used to watch on VHS all the time. Yeah, okay. I've seen this movie a minimum of 20 times. A minimum of 20 times. I believe you. This movie is beautiful. Like, honestly, as a kid. I didn't even think of it as a horror movie. It was more of a like a, a drama with mm-hmm. like a, a, sp- a dark like a, drama. Like a, like a spooky aspect yeah, to like it. Yeah, like a dark drama. Like a um, yeah, because the real thing is like, you know, however, like in this, the way that voodoo is represented in multiple ways in magic and people, you know, who are have the, have a third eye, they're able to see, they have gifts, mm-hmm. they're able to, you know, read people. Um, people with different like, you know, extraordinary abilities um, that's not scary to me because that's a part of my community. Yeah. Um, so it's very much like, oh, this is every day. <laughs> this, this is, is every day. This is what little. they doing. Everybody got a little where you can see a little bit or you they know things. Right. And you listen to them. Child. You listen because they know things. So you just be like, all right, well, she said, don't be going out there. Somebody, something going to happen. You, your ass don't go out there. Right. It just, this movie is a deep dive into black culture just by looking at it. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that if you are not a part of the culture, you're not going to see because you, you don't feel I was them. triggered watching this. Yeah, honestly. triggered. Like the way the parents talk to the kids, the way the kids act, the way they're, what they're wearing, what they're told to do, what they're told Beautiful not gowns. to do. Beautiful gowns. Mm-hmm. Even down to the where the grandma and the mama is snapping the um, green beans. They're just in here cooking and snapping it. Like, I feel like I don't see a lot of movies outside of, like, Soul Food or something where the where you see that they people are just yeah. doing, going through regular tasks, doing their hair. I could smell the screen. I yeah. literally could smell the meal. Like, I know that sounds weird, and I kind of want to laugh, but it, this was home. Not necessarily this home, because I don't have family in Louisiana. I have family that's from the South, but watching them do things that, Happened in my family, happened probably in your family, my and grandma in family. Grew up in the You know Carolinas. what that smelled like. Yeah, my grandma grew up in the Carolinas. So Also. Yeah. My mom from Baltimore was from Baltimore. My granddaddy is from Richmond, but my grandma is from the Carolinas and my granny, who is ninety one, still with us. Come on. From the Carolinas. So all that ooh, throw that shot over you. So all that little the soup my grandmother's 
grandma great grandma is so superstitious so i'm like a lot of the shit we seeing on the screen i'm like oh i know not to do certain shit you just you know not to do certain things or not like the things they're telling you not to do like oh wow i'm surprised we didn't see motherfuckers turn everything off during a thunderstorm because Girl, bitch i was waiting on it honestly know what i've seen this movie so many times yes at us if your mama your grandma told you why it was raining you had to turn everything the fuck off now you just sitting there looking at each other while I ran outside in the dark. You just sitting there like, oh, okay. Girl, you I had that flashlight. Talking about some sit down. I can't even play. Damn. Do you think lightning will strike me in the house? I'm at home. Ooh. Okay. Huh. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. So anyways, this... This movie has a star-studded cast. You got Journey Smollett. Listen. Who else you got? Megan Good. Okay. If y'all are unfamiliar with the legend that is Megan Good, we're going to give her her fucking flowers, okay? Let me tell you. Listen. This movie, she was a child. And these, Meg, eyebrows. Megan Good and Journey Smollett are children in this film. Ugh. These children need Grammys. Uh, not Grammys, that's music. Oscars. They can get that too. Not the get They that can too. have an EGOT, baby. They can do anything. Listen, give them, give them their flowers because these children actors are so... Good. You believe them. Like, it never occurred to me while watching these children, like, oh, these are kid actors. But then you watch other movies and be like, oh, these are kid actors. I, feel I didn't you. feel that. I mean, yes, as an adult, I definitely didn't feel that, especially as a kid, because this is 97. This is just like, oh, man, this is, you know, because in the 90s, like, they had, you know, we had a lot of access to seeing, we're starting to see more of us on screen playing more than just, you know, like, people being, you know... Background, sidekicks. Side, uh, people Dying. who are on hard drugs. There's something fucking bullshit happening to bad, bad black people. Um, but now we're seeing black people in other roles. People are aged. Like, this movie had people of multiple ages, multiple backgrounds, multiple skin hues. So you're seeing black. And you can relate to the kids on the camera. Like, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, damn, she about to... Is she around? I, she, I think she is around the same age as me. But then, you know, shout out to them for still, you know, being super successful as adults. Like, yes, they are still it, working. Can we talk about making good eyebrows again? Because Girl, I'm back. They've been iconic for decades. Cousin Skeeter. Listen. Okay. Decades. Okay. Because I legend. Okay. That's well, it. we have Journey Smollett. Smollett. Wow. Lynn Whitfield. Wow. Wow. Icon. Wow. Lynn Whitfield is iconic. Diane oh, Carroll. Wow. Wow. Also, Lynn Whitfield was also in the uh, most recent uh, Tales from the Hood. Tales from the Hood 3. Wow. She was in there. Lynn Whitfield is a bad bitch. That's it. Let me tell you something. She just, when they say that my mother is the most beautiful woman in the world, they mean that shit. Okay? Wow. Lynn Whitfield has a, the face card is valid, bitch. Let me tell you, when that bitch look in the mirror, I feel like her reflection look back and wink at her ass. That's how bad that bitch Period. is. Let me tell you, okay? She look good. Her sister-in-law look good. Everybody look good. They Period. got the outfits on. They got the necklines. They got Period. the lips. They are red. The hair is laid. Everybody looks fucking good. We can smell the hot, like, we can smell the fucking um, hot comb. That's sure the I can smell the hot comb Anytime in the I Dax see a grease. Comb in a picture, I can smell it. Listen. Hold your ears. Then I start getting stressed. <laughs> I used to get my hair hot combed. And I, you know, I'm not that old. I am not from the 60s. We had a gas stove. Grandma Jean used to turn the fucking dining chair sideways and used to hot, put the comb on the stove, blow that bitch, and, hot, and you hear the bitch sizzle. I'm scared, and I have my eyes closed, everybody, because I can feel the grease melting on my bitch. scalp. And if she be like, I'm not burning you. That's the grease. Bitch, you bitch, are. Bitch, it's hot. Please. Help. Hold your 
hold your ear. You also, just you can look good for the pictures. You trying to hold your ear and not have a heart attack because you afraid motherfuckers gonna burn the back of your motherfucking ear. <sighs> you just sitting there hold that bitch. Damn it. <sighs> <sighs> motherfucker got heat damage like a motherfucker because they don't. But this is looking good. That's also um, another conversation for another day that I'm not even going to drum up today. Um, but <clears throat> but my man, Roger Governor Smith, who played Letty Moreau, mm-hmm. Maddie Husband, also Maddie, <laughs> you're wilding, girl. girl. I see you. You're wilding. She is popping that pussy um, to separate. But he was also, he was in all the black 90s Tales movies. from the Hood. If all I'm about not, the Benjamins. Was he in, um? what is that? Not, not, um. what the fuck is that movie? Was he in Jason's lyric too? I'm about to find out for you. Please look it up. Yes, y'all, Jason's lyric. Um, you watch Jason's lyric um, if you get a chance. I saw Jason's lyric as a child. I ain't had no business seeing that movie. That movie, if they fucking but outside. We should not have been watching that motherfucking movie. <laughs> that definitely was okay. I'm like, all right. We probably. I see his booty. I was like, what's going on? We probably should have let that one go until we Somebody were. Somebody should have fast forward, but it was on like. HBO late night, so I pulled out. I said, "Oh, this is what's cool. What is this? Also, like, what's what were you saying he was yeah. in? Jason Lurk. Ah, he was not. Did I Photoshop him in that movie? I don't know. He's in like Chirac. He's in. He's in the OG Found Destination. Remember, he's a detective. He sure is. He's in Dope. He's in like. I'm looking at like, of course, Tales from the Hood. Of course, he's in Panther. He's in like. Uh, deep cover Malcolm X motherfuckers sure in, uh, yeah he's in um, Poetic Justice yes, that might that be like what you're thinking poetic, about okay, so he, he wasn't got in game Jason American Lurk. Gangster bitch like he definitely was an American Gangster yeah and American Gangster is a good movie as well Do the Right Thing definitely like, was in that Rodney King he was in as well I, he's in a, a you know what that must be the other dude that's in my mind with the hairy booty yeah I think you're thinking not of, the same person but I definitely thought he was in that movie but not mm-hmm. the same guy Okay. Y'all, Eris Paul might listen to this, this joint like, girl, that's just... We're like, doing our best. Walk with me. Anyways, I photoshopped him in this movie, in that movie, but in this movie, all I'm gonna say is, he had it coming. Doom, doom. He that's all I got. He had it coming. Doom, doom. That's just pretty much it. So, we opened with a really, like, to me, I felt like was a strong kind of, like, inter, like, monologue situation. Of course... The standout line that everyone always quotes the summer I killed my father, I was 10 years old. And you're like, bitch, what? Like, excuse <laughs> me? Literally how the movie starts. What like, kind what? of story is this? Now, before, okay, before we get into this, we are going to spoil the hell out of this. So, Oh, yeah. You, you need to watch this movie. It's great. Watch it twice. Pay for it. Buy it. Own it. Support Casey Lemons. Do what you need to do. Be, a, be supportive, okay? Period. Um... This movie surrounds a coming-of-age kind of story with a mm-hmm. tinge of darkness where we surround the drama surrounding this rich kind of upper-middle-class black family mm-hmm. in the um, Louisiana bayou in the 1960s, mm-hmm. okay? Status definitely matters. That Yes, yeah, status matters. All right, that's it. That's all we're giving you. Spoiler alert. Okay. So, of course, we're starting the movie off with the monologue, and Eve is the one who is you know, narrating mm-hmm. the story. She's giving family history. Yeah, she's like, hey, you know, we are the descendants of John, um, Paul jo- John Paul Baptiste and Eve. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave her freedom. They had kids. He gave her this land. Sixteen children. Please. God damn. Sixteen. Let me tell y'all something. Oh, shit. That's a lot of births to go through. 
I hope some of them was twins because God. Damn. I was hoping too when I was sixteen. Now I know that's not uncommon for that time, and I know that it is a status of like yet yeah, like you look oh you got a big family, oh mm-hmm. you have a you have a, a slew of children. That's status. Oh, because you're healthy, you can afford to feed them. Oh, like you're clothing all these. Children. You're able to birth this many. Yes, and then if they were boys. Oh, if you have any boys at all, I'm holding my nose. But oh, that's also what they do. But like, that's what was happening at the now, time. Now this set of families, they're the descendants. They don't have sixteen kids. No, we have um, what's their name? Who is Saint Louis? Louis Louis Baptiste mm-hmm. and his wife Ross. Yes, who is uh, Lynn Whitfield, who is the baddest bitch ever. Mm-hmm. They are married. They have three children. They have Cicely, played by Megan Good. Mm-hmm. They have Eve, played by Jesse Smollett. And then what's the little Paul. boy? Poe, who is mm-hmm. also a Smollett. I ain't never seen a Jake Smollett. I'm going to have to Google it. Yeah, that. I'm assuming they're similar. They look alike. So I believe they are similar. It makes a lot of sense for them to be there. And then, of course, mm-hmm. grandma's living in the house. Because, mm-hmm. you know, back in the back, back, because, like, my granny lived with me. My grandma lived with, like, a lot of families, especially families of color, like, you come through and your your grandparents, aunties, your older family yeah. live with you. One, we can't afford to send them to the home. You can't. Especially if you down bad. Yeah. And it's just, it, honestly, it is more cost effective to just, yeah. you know, also, hire somebody in the Also, a house. lot of times, some older family members watch the kids for free. So it's cost effective both ways. Because you got free child care. Also, you're taking care of them, feeding them, make sure they don't go to the home, they Gucci. And then also, back in, I don't know about y'all, but back in my day, I had to take care of my granny. I need to make sure she ate. If she need her nails clipped, I need to clip them. If she need this, I need to I take care of it. Yeah, so, like, even my grandfather. Like, if I need to, you know, I, the kids, you need to bring this to your grand ancestors. Take this up. Make sure they are because kids were treated kind of as servants. Like, you need to clean the fucking house. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. You're not paying no fucking bills. You need to clean this motherfucker We're going there today. Yeah, but I, yes, I feel we are. like, you know, it's, a, it's a theme in this movie. It's the, especially Literally, children are seen and not heard. Which triggered the hell out of me watching this because number one, there's scenes where people are talking about their grandma and me. Whoo, I'm stressed. I don't even know what that is. And then like when the grandma stands up and literally is like, back in my day, children didn't put in input in this conversation. And I'm like, wow, slavery has done a number on us, but also at the same time, you know, you need to mind your business. Like, yeah, it's two, yeah. it's two things, man. I do feel like sometimes kids should be minded. Like, yes, you're absolutely be, right. But also, y'all need to stop having these grown up conversations when the children are in the fucking room. Yes, y'all. It's six. It's six p.m. It's dinner time, and y'all talk about how Aunt Cheryl is out here around the town fucking on her on y'all. And uncle. the children are supposed to and sit here right and act here like and, they ain't seen it. They like they hear shit. Like, come on, bro. Like, you should definitely save that conversation for another day. Like when the kids are bad. Like there is also scenes in this movie where them children are literally jumping in the conversation, and that conversation wasn't even ignited by the parents. They're listen. just like, so listen, I'm about to give you this lip, and I literally was like, holy shit, I'm stressed. Listen, because I was like, there are. You said what? Yeah, there's things that that little girl, Eve, be talking cash shit. I was like, I've. At girl, 10, Cicely, too. Cicely, too. And well, she was 14, smelling herself. Yeah, and you know, and it's a coming age when you know you're young, especially as a girl. You're not allowed to go nowhere. You're not nope. allowed to have your hair a certain way. It's too grown. No red, no this, no that, no black. You you're can't right. wear nothing too tight. Because you need to be dressed like a yeah. child. You need to look yeah. like a child. Yeah. You need to be present as a child. Yeah. You can't be doing no shit that's too grown. And it's specifically on the women 
you know, yeah. because they don't want you to look like a woman. Part of it is protection because mm-hmm. they don't want, if you look like a woman, they're going to treat you like, like a, a woman. woman and you don't want people to you walk wear up. You oversized clothes when you start developing real Yeah, early. they buy, my grandma used to always buy me like a big ass, bitch, I'm not a size 12. I am in seventh grade. Damn. Same thing. They got you. I wore these skirts down to my fucking ankles, bro. Like, big ass pants. Bitch, like, I'm like. Sweaters. Girl. I'm like, I have titties. What do y'all want me to do? Pants up to my navel. Please send help. Like, big ass I'm pants like and I'm shit. Fucking 45. Bitch, they got me dressing like the trash truck man. I got a Girl, dicky I suit would... on. <sighs> it's a fucking Tim's. Hey, y'all. It's a Coros. And Bitch, I like you, I get like it. Cleo it's from set it off. Because men are gross. They are. They are disgusting. And as we will see with this movie, just... and men are allowed to be, dis- it's just expected of the man to be this kind of person because he does a certain amount of provisions and providing he's allowed to be this fucked up person. He's allowed to not take accountability or not be loyal because I provide X amount for this family. So it is unsaid that I go out and do X, Y, Z. I really found myself a lot of times while like mulling over what happened in this movie and then watching it and just going like, this is a reflection, I don't know if it's a reflection of the community, but this is also a reflection of, like, years of trauma, mm-hmm. um, years of people re- repeating the same patterns, generational trauma, generational patterns, not breaking the cycle, mm-hmm. if we want to keep it 100. I can't speak for other people, I'm just going to speak for what I know for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, just... It's a lot of bullshit, bro. Like, and I'm like, I'm wa- like Shit. watching this. This is the '60s, and me as a kid in the '90s watching me go through the same shit that somebody right. 30 years before me was going through. I'm like, oh, y'all gotta let some of this go. Y'all gotta let some of this go because the kids be knowing and the kids be having to answer sometimes, especially when they gaslight Eve because Eve be in everybody business, but Eve not stupid. Eve. No, so they be doing shit in front of her. T- Let's listen, get there, please. We Let's- start the movie off with a function. Everybody having a little function in the party in the bayou, yes. big ass wraparound porch, big ass. You know what kind of function this is? It's got a lake house. It's a nice. Mm. It's property. There is space. There are trees. The willows. I was like, Damn. someone clearly has coin. Listen, they got money. He's the best black, the best colored doctor mm. in all Louisiana, in the whole motherfucking state. And that means a whole fucking. But life. I also want y'all to know this black doctor. He has. He's the best colored doctor in the entire state. And this is all he has. Imagine the regular ass dentist down the street from you who got a big ass house I mean, just like this. I mean, so even in that, right, me, here we go. I'm mm, going to go there briefly today. There. Watching this movie, like I mentioned earlier, there are different hues of black folk. Samuel L. Jackson is playing this character. He's playing Louis Faith. He's playing the best damn doctor in Louisiana. This is a dark-skinned black man mm-hmm. in around segregation, desegregation, the South. And he's the best doctor, and he's getting to the Chacoin and has this status. And that's the sentence. Like, I really don't know. Like, usually, and this is just, you know, going to come on over here, it's usually depicted as a kind of fair-skinned person or mm-hmm. brown, you know, caramel-skinned person who is depicted having these kind of roles. Um, or sometimes highlighted in our history. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole nother conversation that I'm not going to dive into today. Okay. But I'm saying to see that in this movie, I don't know if that was on purpose or not. I don't know if anyone even thought about that after this movie was made. 
I'm just like, damn. Like, as a kid seeing that, oh, he the best doctor with? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Listen. And that's on that. And that's all I got to say about that. But, you know, he the best doctor. You know, he give, he heals the people and he heals the people. He heals that pussy. That's what the fuck okay. he be doing. Okay. Because um, Dr. Bakhti, see me out here. All right. He got this family at the party, at the fucking function, on the property. This is how wild Dr. Bakhti says. Luis is wild ass nigga. Okay. They at the party. They getting loose. Everybody got their outfits on. Mm-hmm. You hear them gossiping about Miss Moreau because she literally, her pussy loose apparently because she fucking everybody around town. She's having Ms. a good time. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind you having a good time, but you are married and your husband is not agreeing to this. You are fucking yes, while he's that's out the of problem. town. It's not like, oh, he know you out here, um, you know, popping that pussy to a separate. That's cool if he know and he cool with it. Hey, I'm going all the time. You know, do I have a little boyfriend, whatever. I'll come back. Not. No, you are fucking. And you are flaunting. And you are fucking on Mary. You fucking on everybody. Because everybody's whispering around talking about it. It's not like it's one person. No. You are fucking everybody <laughs> at the party while you dancing with your husband. He popping your ass while you dancing with him. And they like, ooh, he better hold on to that ass. But let's not. I mean, yes, because it's also messy. But even from the eyes of the movie, like, I don't know, just us talking about it. Let's not put it all on her because we're going to get back to Louis because he Louis is out here is fucking around. Because after Lenny and Maddie, you know, they get loose. Lenny smacking the booty, getting real cute on the dance floor. They get, eh, eh. you know, he step off. He in the crowd. Maddie decides she not done dancing. She dancing with Dr. Batiste and they are getting loose. Okay. And all I keep thinking is, your husband and your wife is standing right here. Could you not tell everybody and just flaunt it in their faces? Like, like, they're not supposed to know. And all I keep thinking is, knowing the year and what's happening, just look at the history of a lot of people's family. You know, when you know, uh, granddaddy started going wild. Granddaddy got four or five families. Okay. And grandmama then had some sort of, like, you know, knife or pistol on her real quick. And that's just yeah, the sentence. Because back in the day, our, our, I don't know about y'all. This is why Grandma Jean is a gat toe pissed the whole nigga on your damn street. Um, now, granted, like, I don't, I've not heard any stories about my granddaddy doing no wild shit and her having to shoot him, but also I feel like he knows she crazy and she will shoot him. My Grandma Jean got put in jail because they went to the club and apparently her homegirl man was out at the club wilding and they seen him at the club and she threatened to shoot this nigga. Like, my grandma, grandma is wild. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know if she threatened to shoot him or started fighting him. Either way, granddaddy had to come Ooh, and bail her so out. She, grandma Jean chooses violence all the time. And I'm like, Ooh. grandma, you don't have to choose violence right now. Really? Yes. Okay. You don't have to. Sorry, the sad <laughs> Like, well, I mean, no. And so I'm like, no, this is the case. Like, they, the men was out here doing whatever, and the yeah. women was killing them motherfuckers and getting away with it so much yeah. time. So, or yeah. beating their ass. Like, because yeah. that's what they had to do. You had to beat their ass because they wild. I wilding. definitely have a, a higher up family member uh, that definitely uh, pulled a knife on someone's side, the side piece, on very much like, no. And I'm not even going to hold you. Wow. Mm, that's that how That was I my response. Um, but you know, they shaking and moving at the party, everybody being cute. They finally, you know, dancing, you know, they, you know, they trying to be sneaky, but they being sneaky in front of everybody. No, but they being nasty. In then front they of everybody. eventually stepped off. Mm-hmm. And in the meanwhile, back at the ranch, the children are running through the party. I was honestly surprised. I was happy to see that mm-hmm. depicted on screen, but I was surprised to see it as we mentioned in, um, the overall theme of the movie mm-hmm. is children. Children are seen and not heard. Like, obviously, these children have a voice to a certain degree. They, the story is told through the, the adult 
basically reflecting on what happened as in the childhood, but we're still seeing it play mm-hmm. out, whatever, whatever. Uh, but children seen it, not her. Um, so they're running around, they're having fun at the party. Eventually, E said, girl, she about to be out. She about to go head on out. And she falls asleep in like a shed or a barn or some little shit out, just, you know, not mm-hmm. at the house. And she is awoken from her slumber because she hears a noise, cracks her eyes open. Her daddy is in there fucking Maddie Moreau. And she's sitting up here like, what? And of course she's heartbroken. She's Everyone crying. else knows. And she's seeing two adults have sex. Like she's probably never seen that before in her life. That's a lot to process. Like what the fuck is actually happening? And it's your daddy with someone that's not your mama. Walking in on that is probably the worst. And that's literally no nothing compared to the words I just said out of my mouth. Yeah. So I just, okay. I can't imagine, bitch. Like, I truly cannot. Um, and processing that as a kid, and then just to go home, the one person you confide in, your older sister, and she's like, mm, you didn't see that. Let me tell you what actually happened. Ooh, the gasoline that's being poured. Listen. But she I'm surprised up. Eve ain't beat everybody ass. Listen, she woke up and was like, oh my God. And then the daddy tried to, oh, we was just hanging out trying to get stuff. And then he tried to gaslight her pretty much like, you know, that, you know, you didn't he see did what you too. saw. And then she's like, why are you always dancing with Cicely and you not dancing with me? Because she feels a lot of jealousy, you know, from her sister and probably from also these other women who get all this attention from her dad. And, and her dad's never it. home. Mm-hmm. So we know, we learned that he's always gone because he always fucking on other bitches. Boy. And and, you know, not only is the wife lonely, the kids are missing him as well. So that is very stressful. And, you know, she's out here talking to dad and they out there late. And neither one of them tell mom. Mom comes out, what you doing out here? Oh, I'm just, we coming inside. And then Eve fucked up. She pull up to Cicely crying like, Girl. look, man, I see daddy and Mrs. Monroe. And they was fucking in the late. I just, and, and here comes Cicely like, bitch, you ain't see what the fuck you saw. None bitch, that that's happened. not. This is what you saw, bitch. Okay, this is what you saw, and that, which is also a form of gaslighting because she has this image of her dad where mm. she would never touch that cow. And she when she she threw that he would never touch that cow so quick. Uh uh-uh, uh never. I'm and I'm like, she's not a cow. Your dad's a hoe. I'm sorry. Your dad's wild. Your dad okay. is fucking on every woman and in he town. Truly believes we learn later in the movie through a certain way, mm. through written form. He really believes like. This is just some shit. He, this is just him, baby. Like truly, and that's okay. Like it's fine if you, you know, you just a person who cannot do a monogamous relationship. Mind given the time, you know, you it's radical for you to even think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not okay for you to literally be a rolling stone and embarrass your wife and your family like that. Yeah, like, you right around town. Bro. Come on, dog. And all through the name of you know, he's a provider. She, as his wife, is supposed to just be okay with it. This is a thing that just happens. Men just fuck other people. That's just what we're taught that they do, right? Um, Cis men at that. Yeah. Uh, And this is just what they do. And also status. Girl, he got this money. He's got access. He's a top-tier person in the community. Also, he's a black man with all these extra bells and whistles attached to who he is. Um, And this is important. And me as his wife means I too am important. I have something to uphold. We live in this beautiful house. Look at my children. Look at our family. Like, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. This movie's amazing. Like I said, with status, (laughs) you know, people with status are always trying to uphold it. So they don't want to, 
You know, you don't want to cause the scene. They no. never want to cause the scene. But she know her man is out here fucking other people. Yeah. She ain't had a 100% proof yet, but she knew. She knew, okay? I don't know how she, she knew, didn't because they wasn't hiding knew. Cicely knows what she trying to be willfully obtuse. Like, bitch, you know your daddy's fucking up. But like I said, that's her superhero. He wants to be a superhero. He's like, okay, which we go into when they write that letter later on towards the end. Um, we talk about that. So we get into... <laughs> Of course, they see the cheating scene. Then Cicely is like, oh, girl, you ain't even see that. That never even happened, bitch. I don't even know what you talking about, okay? So the next thing after the party, at, towards the end of the party, you know, married to their auntie, Auntie Batis, um, who has the vision, and you can tell that they're related because of that red hair. Um, she, her husband, they argue because her husband drunk. He's like, I'm not driving. I'm drunk. You see him outside the party. And this is after the fact, after that, Luis already, you know, fucked on <laughs> Mrs. Moreau and everything. Like, this is the very last people leaving the party. And they argue about, you know, who's going to drive. So, of course, Auntie end up driving. Boom. And what happens is he, the uncle dies in a car accident. So what we learn about the auntie is that she, so far she's had three husbands. And all three of her husbands have passed away. Like, this is, this is what her fortune is. Because then when we get to the fortune teller later, something's going to happen with the lady at the booth. Because we have a little marketplace. But we have, um, all our husbands is gone. Because the next scene is, we have Eve having a dream that she's seeing, like, a car accident. She's seeing these things happen. And she wake up to the news of, hey, it's about your uncle. You know, like, your uncle's gone. Okay. So, um, before we get into the next part, we're going to take a little pause, a little break to pay some bills, okay? Coming soon to dread, the maid. Joy is a new maid of a royal house whose previous maid disappeared under mysterious circumstances and is now haunting and terrorizing the family. Joy works to uncover the reason behind the former maid's disappearance. The maid will be available on demand everywhere July 20th, 2021 and on Blu-ray August 17th, 2021. All right. We back, y'all. Okay. So, after this point, Uncle Dad, you know, auntie having a hard time. You know, she's grieving her husband. But she has clients at her homecoming because she reads fortunes and things like that. So, Eve is around the house trying to get her ready, get her up, give her flowers, get her together. Then she also being nosy as she is in grown folks' business, listening to people's business while she reading the fortunes and shit. And you realize that the auntie holds out the hands. That's something you're going to see a lot. The holding out the hands and then people putting their hands in there and her reading mm-hmm. people based off their energy that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and what we realize is that Eve is also sensitive to these things because she had that dream. Because you'll see, you know, later on in the movie, her reaching her hands out. Yeah. And she, she, can, read, yeah, yeah. she can read people wow. as well. Girl. But, you know, Auntie <laughs> auntie is going through it. Because she's trying to read these things, but she's also trying to grieve. So they heard and Mrs. Moreau going outside. Not Mrs. Moreau. Wow. Mrs. Baptiste. Mm-hmm. Listen. Ross. Ross going outside. They going, they've got their outfits on. They got their dresses on. They shopping. Beautiful. Listen, they in here shopping. This is starting one of the crux, like, which causes a big part of tension. Because they go out and get the, like, they're like, oh, Ross is like, man, I moved. I uprooted my life for this man to realize he is just a man. 
Girl. And I'm like, damn, girl, he's still cheating on you. Moved everything for the you moved girl. When then, she said that, I literally just said, damn, damn, girl, damn, the damn. I, that's all I'm gonna say on that. Listen, Mm-mm. he. <laughs> I felt it. I ain't got no kids, but I felt it. Listen, she's like, what am I supposed to do? And then um, mm. Auntie's like, listen, me and my brother, okay. We are from the same cloth, my love. Which saying is, bitch, I'm a hoe too, okay? And they cutting up. Yeah, they both be cutting up. They be married and cutting up. That's why I'm like, oh, you a hoe? Because you are married and cutting up. You are not in an open relationship. You just cutting the fuck up. Yes, I think she was doing a little mix of both. No, she she was doing a mix of both. Because that first husband got shot because she was cutting up. She just don't need to be married. She just need to just, you know, be Have her friend. Have a friend or two. That's all you need, baby, is a little friend or two. You know? Because, you know, know what, understand your lane. Okay, if monogamy is not your lane, that's just it. But also in this time, you know, God damn well, she couldn't do that. You know right now in the 60s, you can't have like eight friends. You I mean, she could She could. But, but it's a radical thing. I mean, it it's radical, radical now. But it's, it would have been radical then. Either so. way. They go to the marketplace. They talking about it. They pull up on the lady who is telling the fortunes. Okay. So, of course, Auntie's like, because she, she does the same thing, but in her house. Mm-hmm. Real different. Like, give me your hands. Y'all do the same thing. You a hate ass bitch. I don't like what she do. This is a side show attraction. That woman knows what the fuck she talk about, and you're mad about it. First off, okay? her name is beautiful, Elzora. Yes, and Zora don't fuck with you, and you don't fuck with Zora. Beautiful. So let's get into it, cause you don't you don't bang with her, and that's why you talking that yeah, shit. Yeah, cause she her. know your life, she know your shit. You about to be exposed. And I don't know where she knows her from in the past, because I feel like Zora knows Auntie from the past. Like she know, cause she's older than her. Yeah, like at least by a decade or so. I feel like, and I I don't really listen. Moselle's like bitch. I'm going to give you this dollar out of my titty. Okay? So, they pull up. Ross give her the dollar. Look. Zora say, look, you're going to wait three years. You, you're unhappy. Wait three years, you're going to be happy. All right, boom. Look to your kids. She was like, is that it? She was sick. She was pissed. Then, Moselle come up. Auntie Bakti. Pull the money. I love pulling the money off the titty. Because that is where you keep the money. Okay? And she pulls it to her and is like, hey. Tell me. She was like, I don't even need to pull the bones out to tell you shit. Everybody mm. you marry gonna die, bitch. Mm. I was like, wait a minute. You chose Not violence. She, you chose violence. Because she was like, you nasty lying witch. Through her fucking tip jar. I'm like, you know what? You better be careful. Because I know this bitch know how to put a root on a hoe. You better be careful. Child. She know Nothing you. Nothing about this seems safe. Nothing about this seems safe. She gonna pull up on your ass. But she didn't even feel bothered. She was like, oh, okay. Maybe it's not the first time somebody got mad at her about the shit she said. Yeah, this ain't she be telling the truth. So she just looked at her like, okay, well. I'm glad she's um very confident herself for that because some people, you know, it, you see there's some people who we even talk about it with um what's the girl name when Moselle Moselle don't talk about you know when she's re- doing reading and stuff and don't really try to tell people what's going on because of course people don't look at you wrong they can't really accept what's happening mm-hmm. now you a fraud but she crazy ironic she turned around and did the exact same thing that she once criticized people for doing or you know they called her crazy they sent her to the insane asylum and even at a point the mom and grandma at the table because the daddy like there's a scene at the table when they're at the table and the mm-hmm. dad is like denounce her like she's just crazy she's just making we that let up. her do that and okay. right just trying to just really ugh, ugh. and the grandma's like well we're not gonna pretend like 
everything she ain't saying come true. Yeah, she went to the hospital. Yeah, they had to, you know, evaluate her and do other things. But at the same time, we're not going to pretend this is not happening. Because it is. And she's right. Right. And one of the first issues she had after she got real upset and left is a child is going to get hit by a car or and or train. And she says that. And then Ross is like, ain't none of you niggas leaving the house. Nope. All you niggas go stay in here. That's it. So now they're in the house, stuck in the house, cooped up over the summer. Imagine three kids, all under 15, struck, stuck in the house. You know they about to butt heads, which they do, because oh, Eve bad as a bitch. Eve putting fake snakes around motherfuckers. She cussing in the house. Get out the damn tub! Who the fuck is you talking to? She's wildin'. Poe is just trying to exist. I just... Be, Cicely is mm, living a life. Her period coming. She's stressed. Like, a lot of the changes happen. She didn't skip cross town. This is the scene I was talking about. She was smelling herself. To prove a point, she slipped out the house. Mm-hmm. Skipped cross town to get her hair done. She got her hair cut. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But then came back and was real flipped to her mom about it. Like, see, mom, ain't nothing happened to me. I ain't die. And not even on some flip bomb, like nothing happened. Like, so all that shit you was talking about, lady, that shit ain't real. I came back, touched this skin, touched this flesh. I'm real. Okay. I didn't die. But the fact that her mom popped out her mouth, I was like, I wasn't shocked that that was going to happen. I was just like, you know. Yeah, her mom smacked the shit out of her. I don't condone it, but I'm also just like, this did not shock me because of all the things you mentioned earlier. Yeah, this sounds very, um, this makes sense, Southern parents. Cicely was fucking wild. If I would have said that to my mama, I could, I could guarantee you Punchbowl would have slapped the shit out of me. It's over. Like, I'm I'm gonna leave the house after she said, don't leave. Then I'm gonna come back in the house. <laughs> you I'm, I've cut my own hair. I don't know what it is about black parents, especially black moms, with your hair. You're not allowed to do whatever the fuck you want with your hair. No. I don't know if y'all experience that. If you listening, but I was not allowed to dye my hair, cut my own hair. I could request a hairstyle. Mom, can I have this? That yeah. is the closest you get. And we'll, okay, maybe we can see if somebody maybe or that's too grown. We're not doing that. Oh, girl. Yeah, you're not doing that. That's no. too long. That's mm-hmm. too grown. You're not about to get red. You're not about to get this color. You're not about I to do that. I snuck and dyed my hair red. I'm surprised I didn't get thrown out the window. I did not dye my hair. And after it got passed that first time, I had that hot topic rinse. Ooh, girl, high school feeling myself. Girl. They let me pierce my little ear one time in the car. I was feeling myself. Bitch. <laughs> Listen, she slapped her ass. It's like, okay. So you, this is the beginning of downhill for Cicely. She gets slapped by her mama. Mm. Daddy not home. Period, come on. She in the bathroom all the time. Motherfucking um, Eve getting on her nerves all the time. Like, literally tearing the whole family. She says, on her period. That's why she acting like this. Man, Cicely almost choked that bitch out outside. And girl, same. I felt that. I know how yeah. it is to be, excuse me, the older sibling. And not even, I have older siblings. But to be in the house with younger and siblings who don't understand, they just get on your nerves and you finally snap, especially yeah. when it comes to cycle. Because, bitch, yeah, I got a fuck. I'm already angsty teen. I got an attitude and shit not going my way. And I'm on my period. And you want to play? Bitch, I'll kill you. That's how I felt as a young warhog. Like, girl, I, I'm like, man, I want to shake my little brother sometimes. All I'm saying is thank goodness just, my siblings won't cut up like this. Just shake his ass. No, my siblings ain't cut up that much. But they be definitely getting, the, like, my little brother was One trying to get my nerves up, a little bit. like that. He was trying to come to my room all the time. Mm-mm. He was like, you so always tell me, get out your room. Yeah, bitch, because it's my room. Get out. And he probably like, you beat me. Yeah, now I look back, I'm like, oh, they was just trying to be my friend. They trying to be my time, friend, like, but also I'm trying to have some privacy. Please go to your room. 
I am cramping. Leave me alone. And I shared a room. So I very much was like, I'm pretending that the person in the room is not in the room. Bruh. So <laughs> we actively do this together. We're pretending we're not in the room with each other. Um, please do not add yourself. There's too many of us in one room. If we want to hang out, we could all hang out together in the living room. Yes, I'm pretending I don't exist. I'm invisible. Don't talk to me. If you come in here, you only be here for a few minutes, and you gotta go. You gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm not I'm gonna talk to, to, to you. Uh, but <laughs> they send her away. But they send her away not before she tells um, Eve what her version of the story, why she's so like like not rocking with it. She's not talking, girl. and she's like she tells Eve that you know Daddy came home late as he does. And she went to see him and went to comfort him. And she told Eve that he kissed her in the mouth. Like, you know, kissed her, kissed her. And then she ain't mm-hmm. like it. And then he slapped her. And now she upset. So now Eve has this story. Yeah. Eve is like, I hate him. I will kill him for you, bitch. Bitch, fuck him. And then, you know, she goes on this um, fucking revenge tour. Of bitch, I'm about to use some voodoo to kill you. Well, we'd love to see it. She goes to Zora and be like, "Listen, first of all, she steals a pineapple. Then come back, pull up on Zora. Like, listen, what if I, I want him dead? Zora, like, are you sure? I want him dead. It's like Zora's like, okay, you got twenty. And then she stole twenty dollars. And twenty dollars in the sixties. How much money was that? A lot. Like closer to a hundred. Too much to be stealing twenty dollars. She stole. That's a lot of fucking. Gas money. was like ten cents, bro. Like. Gas was like a dollar a ten before you know nine eleven. Listen, the everything was cheap. Twenty dollars. So listen, twenty dollars was a lot of money. She stole that money and then gave it to Zora. And Zora said, "Bitch, give me the hair. I'll do what you say." She did what she said. So she come back looking. Where's the doll? We need a doll. Cause she's she was, so fixated on what voodoo looks it, like. Yeah. This one image and how it looked to her. I need a doll. I gotta puncture this doll. I gotta do that. Cause I'm she glad wanna be that in that control. A, a part in the yes. movie. And Zora was like, "What doll? Ain't nobody tell you about no fucking doll. You gave me the hair. That and you gave me the money. I did the rest, baby. He should be dead already. I don't know what the fuck you talk about. Cause which what we realize is." Eve wasn't really, she wanted her dead, but she didn't want him dead. No. She she wanted to be in control of, I can kill you if, you know, she probably, I don't know if she wanted to bring it back in his face, but 10 yeah. year olds don't be thinking like that. No. So she's like, bitch, I don't really know. Oh, he's already fucked up. So now she's going on a, looking for her dad and she finds him. She finds his ass. She finds him up in a little bar spot with Miss Moreau. Mrs. Moreau. And you know, and Eve is already put into Mr. Moreau like, yeah. You know, my mama's a lonely type, but my daddy is not the lonely type. Neither is your wife. Like, bitch, you are everybody's fucking business. And now you sit here crying because the real thing is, yeah, you are everybody's business, but you cannot have handle the emotional weight of all this shit that you're doing. You're just doing shit. And this is why you may need to sit at the kitty table. When they had a little Spider-Man table, when we have Thanksgiving, maybe you need to sit at the Spider-Man table with the other young warthogs who are under 13 and shit. You you don't know how to do what you're, you're doing too fucking much. Okay? Either way, she pull up to the bar. Mr. Moreau pull up to the bar. Mr. Moreau was like, listen, you been fucking my wife, Louis? Yes. Uh, you fucking my wife? And he's like, yeah. I, well, he didn't say yeah. Nope. He's just like, what you talking about, man? You drinking too much. What you mean? All right. I don't know what you mean. Man, this is not happening. And then they leave and go outside. But Mr. Moreau says, Louis, I loved you. 
don't you talk to my wife no more, I'm going to kill you. You was fucking your, your friend uh, wife. That's crazy. Listen, but we're going to hop into this end after these messages. Yeah, paying some yeah. bills. According to legend, an ominous entity known as the Queen of Spades can be summoned by performing an ancient ritual. Four teenagers summon the Queen of Spades, but they could never imagine the horrors that await them. The Queen of Spades is available on demand everywhere and on Blu-ray July 3rd, 2021. All right, and we're back to yeah, tackle this yeah, ending. Yeah. You and this piano noise. I don't like know Kyrie. why I'm fucking fixing who? Bitch, I'm dead. <laughs> All right, so we're back at the ending, and now they've left the bar. And, of course, Lewis, Lewis love to talk shit. He don't think nothing can happen Child. to him. He like, bye, bye, Maddie. And, bruh, Mr. Moreau turn around and shoot this motherfucker. I'm going right to let you know I'm about track. that. He shoot look, gat told pistol hole nigga on your damn street. Shoots his ass right by the train track. Meanwhile, Eve is there. She sees her dad get shot. She sees it. She gonna need to go to therapy for a long time, baby. And it's her she's gonna feel like whether it was her fault or not. Whether Yeah, I like how they leave it like, was it her fault? Was it, was it not? I mean, honestly, given the period in time and you out here flaunting the fact that you fucking another man's wife up in the fucking hoochie coochie and the honky not the honky tonk, but the juke joint, bitch, they gonna lay you down. Listen, I already knew how that bow, was going. They're going to lay you clitoral. They're going to lay it down because you are out here wilding and not just his wife. It could have been anybody. You are because he was fucking, fucking wives. endless wives. He literally had a time where he had his daughter step out of the house, told her play outside while he was on a house call fucking somebody's wife. Ridiculous. You get what you deserve. My now, love. do I think you should have got shot? No, but if somebody told me you got shot, I'd be like, well, I mean, it don't shock me. I don't think he should have got killed. But he should have got his ass beat. He should have got shot in the foot. Okay, that's fair. Not in the way he was getting shot up, though. But like, No, you know, he got his ass That motherfucker dead. That was too much. Now, after the fact, um, you know, everybody broken up. They at the funeral and shit. Everybody got on black except for Eve. But you know what? That symbolism she right wilding. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was wilding. Also... After the he dies, she there, you know, Auntie Moselle's talking to them and shit. Like, you know, I'm a, the man asked to marry me, and she read his palms and shit. And he was like, listen, I'm going to go find my wife to divorce, divorce her to marry you. What's up? And she's like, I'm going to just go with this man because I'm tired of being alone. Yeah, I like that she was like, hopefully God will let me go with him. So yeah. she already knows he's going to die, but she's hoping that maybe one day she'll be able to, you know, pass on with yeah, him. Yeah, or maybe they'll be married for a long, long enough time, where they both yeah. die. Like, I don't know. But I like hoping, that because yeah. either or she, you know, she about to get that. And she don't, she not gonna feel alone no more. Yeah. Um, and then in after love. this, Eve goes finds the letter and it's read in Louis's voice Child. about Louise's Louise, Louise. I can't put the S on that. Um, Louis <laughs> is saying, "Hey, Moselle, I I couldn't, I can't believe that you said that I would do this to Cicely. This is what happened." Cicely so this came, has come up before. Yeah, Cicely has come downstairs and she sat on my lap and she was kissing me like a woman. And then I had to get her off me because, you know, I was drunk and it took me a minute to realize, but I slapped her and I didn't mean to slap her, but also what the fuck? And I'm, oh my God, I wish I could take that moment back. It's fucked up. But first of all, like, I don't know how much whiskey you had, but... None of this was okay. I, I don't understand. Like, I've had, I've drank whiskey. I don't think I would allow a child to kiss me off the whiskey, though. I, and I understand familial, like, familial affection where people... Some parents be kissing on the cheek and in the mouth and shit. Like, I, you know, it's different amongst families. 
my family is not a big mouth. We're not kissing people in the mouth. No. You kiss people on the cheeks, you get hugs, or if it's a kiss in the mouth, it's like a peck. The peck is like, it's like, as soon as it happens, the contact is made, well, y'all are pulling faces babies. apart. Yeah, usually for small children. And I wonder if it's like, should, should people like, you know, normalize it, where it's just like, okay, you know, they're older, but they're not. I don't know just, because my family just, just doesn't do that because and that could be for multiple reasons including trauma but let's yeah. just not I mean, we don't have to but I also you know if that's the relationship y'all have such as if y'all are grown ups and y'all are okay and consenting this was a 14 year old but how, how the character did the character think that his daughter was a grown woman sent help you kissed her and I don't I, the kiss lasts too long for me to excuse that shit so, ain't nothing goes, I just can't excuse it you fucked up. Yeah. You fucked up. You fucked up because you're the adult. Yeah. You know, also, you know, you, you're the adult here. But either way, they threw that letter in the river and said, fuck it. Ain't nothing happened. What you mean? Because she tried to, uh, he tried, tried to, to read, compartmentalize, yeah. compartmentalize, Jesus, all the bullshit. Yeah. It's tired. Because Eve was trying to read um, Cicely's palm, but all she saw was flashes. So she saw the kiss happen. She saw the slap happen. Not the context. To us. To us. Because I kind of feel like, and I like that also that was open, kind of open to interpretation, it seemed like to me, because it just felt like she, because I felt like she saw more, and mm-hmm. then just like, fuck it, YOLO. I, I don't know. Whatever. They show the flashes. All I seen was... Yeah, I mean, that could have been just what it... I felt like it could have been, that is what it was, mm-hmm. let's take it for face value, but also, this is what we're being shown visually mm-hmm. and the character itself might have read like been able to see a little bit had some more insight to what was actually mm-hmm. going on but like i said i'm glad that it's open to interpretation mm-hmm. um so we can just kind of run away with it yeah it was a good time um either way the sisters linked up she was like fuck this letter i'm still you here i'm i'm rocking with you yeah we're gonna move forward and you know she's like bitch you about to be carrying on as ancestors of john paul baptiste and eve bitch Mm-hmm. Right now, although I killed my daddy this summer, he just we just gonna throw away to let nothing happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, we ride to the sunset. Okay, it's an evil happened. world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> Who chaotic Scorpio energy? All right, mm. but yeah, let us know how you feel about Eve's Bayou. If you have not seen Eve's Bayou, change that. now, right now, change it. Um, you need to watch Eve's Bayou. It's an amazing film. Such a Period. great film. That that Southern Black Gothic, like that, the aesthetics, the look, like Cat saying, you can smell the film. I can smell the film. I can see it's the on right now, and yeah. they bottle piers in the water. I'm looking at crabs, and I can smell crabs. Also, they play, cra- they sell crabs a lot around here. So yes, love listen. crabs. It was, a, it's just a good time. Mm. Um, and let us know how you feel. Pull up on, you know, on our socials mm-hmm. at grltspod at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the fuck. That's, that's the, the email. email. But Child, you know, the social, social media. Girl that's scary. My yeah, bad. At girl that's scary on everything. That's okay, girl. At girl that's scary on everything. Pull up on our Patreon for exclusive bonus content. Also, shout out to all the people that support us on our Patreon. We truly and utterly appreciate you. We have a lot of fun shit coming your fucking way. Yeah. And if you're trying to find your way there, uh, www.patreon.com forward slash girl that's scary. Get into it. Get into it. Um, and on top of that, anyways, thank y'all so much for supporting us period we love to see it we appreciate all the feedback and if we could hug all of you at the same time we would yes we would um and until next time guys bye, bye.